Hi, Carl. Hi, Nolan. You know what? Did you? Oh, shit. Sorry, Drew. I just dropped my microphone. I thought it was in my inhaler, so I shoved <laughs> it in my mouth. Um, <laughs> you I, don't understand. But guys, guys, you don't understand. This is uh, my favorite. Carl Weezer. Thank you, Nolan. I was going to say, I've seen Nolan naked, and then the answer is, well, who hasn't? <laughs> Hi, hello, and welcome to the big program. Nolan North back with Retro Replay. We're in the basement, November 19th, 2020. We're getting closer. This shitstorm's shit almost over, folks. Uh, big day today. This is one of, uh, uh, you know, Rob Paulson, our guest today. One of my all-time favorites, a hero, and um, uh, Animaniacs, Yakko, if, if you don't know, in Animaniacs, which is uh, has a, a, a renewal tomorrow. Um, new episodes coming out on Hulu tomorrow, November 20th. So, so excited. Uh, totally insane Never Animaniacs. You got to check that out. It's going to be very, Can't very wait. cool. Yeah. Um, but my new way to start off the show, a sip. Hmm. It's delicious. And topics and tangents. I love this. Um, I love dolphins, okay? Mammals of the ocean. Yeah. With whales. What about what about Echo, the dolphin? That game sucked. <laughs> that game sucked. Echo Echo should be in a Japanese fishing net. I don't care about that one. No, I, I, I love this because I, I, I have some uh, things to add to this little story we found here. Uh, dolphins apparently deliberately get high on puffer fish nerve toxins. I, 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 so there was a documentary apparently and young dolphins were seen careful, like they didn't kill the, this puffer fish. And when a puffer, puffer fish, apparently when it, when it feels like it's being threatened, it will release a certain toxin and this pod is carefully passing a puffer fish around, which is hysterical to me. You got puff puff. It's kind of, it, it, you kind of almost picture like the school bullies just going and just passing around, the, you know, like the, the kid, ah, and he's like, no, give, we all want your lunch money. And they just chew on the fish just so it scares it enough to shoot off this toxin. And they're huffing it. Yeah. They, they just, they're huffing puffer fish toxins. And they casually, here we go, carefully chewing on the puffer, passing it between one another, the marine mammals then enter what seems to be a trance-like state, hanging out with their nose at the surface of the water as if fascinated by their own <laughs> reflections. By the way, I did not know that the reflections were both ways, from the underneath and on the top. Uh, yeah, documentary, Dolphins Spy in the Pod. It's the name of the documentary, produced by the BBC. That is, that's amazing. It's awesome. That is... That proves something. Dolphins, this is a true, this is absolutely true, are also one of the other species, and I'm sure I've, rec I've mentioned this somewhere on this, this program before, will have sex um, for, for, for fun, fun uh, not just for reproduction. Here's one of the growing kids, your Uncle Noli. In the animal kingdom, sex is usually used for reproduction, unless you're a dolphin or a guy. <laughs> then you just, you know... You're stabbing whatever you need, just for giggles. You know what I mean? Stab for fun. Stab for laughs. Uncle Nolan knows sometimes. That's what's, what's cool, though. What's crazy is that because, like, it's neuro, the neurotoxin would normally, like, I think, kill most animals and people. 
Uh, it's like if you don't cook a puffer fish the right way, you you die. Yeah. But they know just the right amount to like extract, so that doesn't kill them, but it gets them kind of messed up. To hop. Yeah. yeah. But you know, like my brain, as you guys know, and I love you for this, you know me. My brain went to like, you know, they run out of puffer fish. Next thing you know, you you seen them in the grocery store, like you know, doing whippets out of <laughs> out of like you know <laughs> cans of uh, whipped cream, like. Like it's like, what is that dolphin doing back in here at the Gelsons? <laughs> so dolphins get high, and have sex for, they are, um, they need to be stopped. <laughs> no, dolphins are just, they just you know what? Just I, I'm I am going to run for office. I'm gonna get rid of all the dolphins in the grocery stores. Count on that. Finally, I don't even know where to start with this. Roberto Esquivel Cabrera from Saltillo, Mexico. He claims he has, um, I, there's no other way, so I'm just not going to beat just around. Jump right you in. You ready? I'm just yeah. jumping. Jump come come right, at, right at you, kids. He claims to have the world's biggest penis. Okay, look at my face. Not going to laugh. He wanted to be recognized for the world's largest penis. Guinness Book type recognized. What do you do? What do you do when you say I have the world's largest penis? You, you, you measure that thing out. You lay that out, you know, just get some friends, whatever you need to do. Stretch, I don't know. Tape measure. No, no, no. We're not measuring by length. We're measuring by weight. <laughs> he has an 18.9 inch member penis. Uh, I don't know why they call it a member. It's like, it's like, it's like, the dick club well i'm a member of the dick club <laughs> in this case uh, it basically is another it, appendage and he weighed it out uh, at two pounds so get this so he has an 18.9 inch penis but doctors who have examined it have reported to say that 13 inches are just excess skin but but that's still penis right i mean is that <laughs> like i mean it's still penis or is he just have like how do you, I mean, what is that? God damn. Brother's got a love sausage. 13 inches of skin? Uh, that's going to put him down. See, now, I, I'm not good at math, but that's putting him down at 5.9. That's, you know, you're, you're now you're busting in the real world. Uh, but if you, but now here's what I find incredible. What if he's only 5.9 inches, but still two pounds? Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. That is like the, the, you know, the big can of beans that you get at the store? Yeah. That's what he's got. He's got this and then that. That's like a World War II shell that they used to drop on the soldiers. That's just, and you know, and everybody's probably sitting there, ha ha ha, he's got a big penis, whatever, 13 inch skin. I don't care what it is, whatever it is. Um, Roberto's not happy. Not only does he want to be in the uh, Guinness Book of World Records, apparently the 52 year old, uh, said it has caused him to lose jobs. I don't know what he's doing with it. I mean, is he showing it to customers? Doesn't help matter how big it is, Roberto. I don't know what. what? Caused him to lose jobs, harmed his relationships, because he's probably knocked people unconscious with it, um, forced to live alone and forage for food. His dick is making him hungry. This is another level of penis. Dude, have you seen, have you not seen the video? I've seen the video. It's... Have you seen the video? <laughs> Kids, go in the other room. If you're of age, roll the video. 
It's so big. It's... It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, no. That is not a penis. What we just saw... That is an appendage. It's so but full that on. is, I think that thing had its own, I, I, th I think I saw a hand. I think it had a hand. <laughs> it's like Quato from Total Recall. You know, it's like, it's like lives, it's like another human that it, lives. That's in. not a penis. No. And the 13 inches of excess skin, that's not, I mean, that is, that's like. Poor guy. That looked like he had like a fruit bat hanging from his <laughs> groin. Um, There's that one shot though in the video where he's like super proud, you know, where he's like standing up and he's got his arm and he's like <laughs> doing like, doing the like, it's like the penis hero stance, you know, basically. Drew's right, he had the penis hero stance, <laughs> um, you know, uh, which, you know, you know, they didn't use for the Avengers <laughs> uh, game. They should have. When I did Iron Man, I did one of the, I did the hero landing, then stood up and did the Roberto <laughs> penis hold. Um, but when, that out. by the way, did you see, uh, that's not even a, a fake mime. He, his, he, had, he, he held his penis with an extended arm. <laughs> that, I mean, <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. It's, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. Uh. I'm excited. Because that penis is, I mean, it's, it makes you want to yakko. Uh, because it's so wacko. And Dot? It's just a huge dick. It's just, there's nothing I can say about it. Rob Paulson's here, and uh, he's a genius, and he's not a dick. I have no segues here. Kids, I'm trying, but that was disturbing. And if you want to stop watching right now, I get it. Otherwise, join us. Let's go. All right, kids, it's time to pay a few bills around here at Retro Replay, and this week's soup is coming to us from our good friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com, uh, they are just pioneers and global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming. You want to get the Lawnmower 3.0, a trimmer that has a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents uh, with advanced, I love this, skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Um, I like that. Their Perfect Package 3.0 is the Easter egg you've been waiting for uh, in the ultimate male hygiene hack. See, it's like a video game reference. I just, when I think Easter eggs, I think of your Easter eggs. Shave them up, clean them up. Um, you don't have to go right down to the skin if you don't want. Eh, leave a little, little fro down there. Who cares? Get festive. Uh, turn the pubes into a, a Christmas tree or a menorah. Whatever your faith. I love it. Go after it. Uh, it's also great if you ride a cycle. Uh, seriously, uh, you can shave down your legs, trim that down. Any hair in your ear, uh, your beard, whatever. Don't go from the pubes to the beard. People are going to say, you, you have dick breath. You don't want that. Manscaped will take care of all this stuff. Um, great for the shopping list. Make it happen. What I want you to do, go to manscaped.com. 20% off plus Free shipping with the code REPLAY, R-E-P-L-A-Y. Simple as that, 20% off, plus free shipping with the code REPLAY. They know you heard about it from your Uncle Noli. Boom. And they know that we love them. They love us. We get the soup. Um, I get the products. And By the way, I have no hair from my neck down, just so you know. Manscaped.com. Delicious. Uh, so here, welcome in. It's Rob Paulson, everybody. What? Look at what he got. Oh, he's got a big, tasty. My health drink. It's a frappuccino. Yeah, I'm a health nut. 
You know, what I see at the bottom. The thing is, I got to see the bottom of all the caramel. That's the best part. You're gonna you're gonna get after totally. that. Totally. That's that's because that's my post cancer uh, health regimen. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't have this every day, then I'll get cancer again. It's they told me that at Starbucks, so I can't well, you believe, gotta believe them. Oh, and, yeah. By the way, so folks, this is somebody who's like beaten cancer. Uh, is a legend. He's one of my heroes. And I love that. You know something? I know people have gone through that, and they do uh, the, 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 some form of cancer or some life-threatening, uh, and which becomes life-altering sometimes, most of the time. Oh, yeah. And but you know, and and, and I know that you make a lot of changes for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the better. Like I got to change some health habits. I'm going to walk. I'm going to do something. But there's also that part of you because my dad had some heart trouble, and he went through some surgeries, and he's fine. But he's also yeah. like. Uh, you know, they said, well, you know, you, you got to do this, you got to do that, and you should really, uh, you know, maybe stop with the cigars. And he goes, I'm 84. I, I really like my cigars. So I'll do the other stuff, but yeah. I'm going to keep doing the cigars. No, I, I, and I totally get that, Nolan. I, I, um, I'm almost 84, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, <clears throat> I think when you're, let me put it, and it's, a, it's kind of a left-handed bit of what's the word I'm looking it's not luck nobody wants to go through cancer heart disease how whatever yeah however when you have something that can be life altering and it doesn't kill you and you go through it later on in your life I was diagnosed with my throat cancer at 59 it wasn't like I was a young father faced with my children not having me or my wife doing it alone or anyway it was just like, okay, this is something, you know, you got to have to deal with. If you don't, it will kill you. But we got it. The treatment is, you're going to feel like it's killing you. But, it, you know, and the glorious upshot of all of it, Nolan, is that I have a much more important story to tell, particularly because of nice folks, you know, we're the best of friends. But when people give give me a chance to discuss my experience, uh, it's a platinum lining. I mean, I, I, I don't want to go through it again. Right. But I never, honest to God, knew how, how, what a great opportunity it turned out to be for me, um, particularly because I, I wasn't young. I'd already had a lot of uh, a wonderful life. Um, I've still got a lot of it to go. But now I can help, and that's that's the story. Yeah, but you know, fifty nine. You know, um, unfortunately, it's strange you say that. So we lost my mother in law at fifty nine mm-hmm. to smoker uh, small cell lung cancer, and um, so we've you know I've been involved with a lot of charity work in, in sure. different for American Cancer Society and different things, and but it, it you know it changed our life. Um, oh, uh, you know, obviously, but. It's it's interesting to see that you know when you say well I'm a young man I think that's just been your outlook because 59 is pretty young I'm sitting there going now I mean this is a guy who just turned 50 remember I just turned 50 and I'm sitting there going 59 is not that far away so no and 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 things have changed a lot because of the types of procedures your your dad went through Um, uh, trust me it was not ever lost on me Noli that. It literally it, thousands of people on both sides of the equation, physicians, chemists, oncologists, researchers, and patients had to go through procedures that were a bit of a 
coin toss. Some patients yeah. died from the treatment. They said, okay, that's too much. Let's back it up for the next patient. I and your dad are the incredible beneficiaries of literally thousands of people who have put their reputations and lives on the line and often lost them to make sure that down the road, I walk in, they say, okay, you've got stage three squamous cell carcinoma. Um, you're in great shape. No pre-existing conditions. We know what to do. You're not going to like it, but it's going to work like a charm because we know what to do. Now, 10 years from now, my treatment may seem barbaric, but 10 years ago, they just started cutting on me, you know, excising this lump in my neck and exposing me to, now they don't do that. So the, um, I mean, there is, the obvious downside is it's frightening, it hurts like crazy, it's miserable. The upside far outweighs the down. Sure. If, you know, it, it, when you're talking about a woman like your poor mother-in-law, that's a different story. I was never told at this, at the top of this, that I was going to die. They said, you're going to die someday, but not from this. If you don't do anything, two years from now, you'll be miserable. Four years from now, you'll be dead. And you're going to go out looking like Roger Ebert. And that's not a way you want to go out. So it didn't take me long to jump on it. But you see my point. It's, it is a remarkable time in which we're living. And because I think I got this particular diagnosis at a stage where in my life, where I'd already had a career in which people were familiar with Yakko or Pinky or Raphael or Donatello, all that stuff. I already had the ear of thousands of fans just because of the nature of how you and I move through our lives. We're joyful. We have, we live our lives in utter gratitude. We know how lucky we are to have the families we have, the careers we have. We are all about the joy, but to be able to be diagnosed at 59 or 60, now I have those ears of all those fans with a much more important story to tell. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you're helping me to do. It's it's fantastic, buddy. Well, the other thing about it, though, is, and, and again, is, is just, uh, you know, not to just lay it on, seem like I'm laying it on thick. You have always been uh, somebody that I've looked up to, not only because of your talent, but of the way you've handled yourself. And, I mean, I, there are people who have met you, and then I'm like, oh, you got to work with Rob Paulson. Isn't he amazing? He goes, and people who first meet you, they, and I've known you for years, and they go, is he is he really that nice or is the cuz 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 he liquored up again cuz he yeah. was yeah or is he, or is he hammered no is is he really that he is so positive and and outgoing and kind and you know be, you know and I and I laugh and I said listen I'm from New England we don't trust anybody like that but then you find out that he's like from Michigan hey, he's a Detroit guy and he's a hockey fan it's like some of the best professional athletes who have too much money are hockey players because they're yeah. just the most down-to-earth guys. I said, no, I said, no, it, it, he is, Rob Paulson's the real deal. And Thank you, as a human being, not just as a talent, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that I always, uh, and, and I tell, I've told, I said this on your podcast, you were the one who taught me, every time uh, you walk out of a session, thank you for the work. And I remember yeah. people going, it's Rob Paulson. He's thanking me for the work. It's like, <laughs> and, you know, and I, I was like, and I, and I actually give you credit. I said, well, as Rob Paulson taught me, thank you for the work, guys. I appreciate it. And it's just, you know, and then 
there's younger actors now seeing me do that. Hopefully, it just yes. keep keep moving that forward. But no, I think that that, and I think that's probably one of the things that helped you through that re recovery so oh. well. And now, one thing I want to do, and I'm, I know you're not like a big guy. Oh, I got to plug this stuff, but um, I got your book. I still need yeah. it signed, but um, well, you've got it under a table. You got it under a table leg, right? To kind of straighten out the table, because it's a multi-purpose book. Yes, you can read it, but I know that you probably put it under a wonky table. It's a, it was actually in a, the wonky uh, bed. Uh, we just oh, great. Well, we thing. know why that bed gets the, so wonky, because it yeah. gets a lot, yeah. yeah you I'm, call it a work bed, don't you? Uh, well, only when, I'm, when Jill's not home. Um, All right, okay. <laughs> so, um, no, but um, the book. Yeah. Tell me about that, so just real quick. So, uh, first of all, I mean, you can go on Amazon and get this thing. Did you ever do a uh, uh, an audio version? Of course, people want to yes. know. Yeah. In fact, my son wrote uh, the foreword and read it. And when you go to Audible for the little whatever it is minute um, clip, they happen to choose um, my son uh, and his foreword. And, and it was really serendipitous that they did because he did a wonderful job. I like you. I'm very proud of my kid. And um, uh, I, I had been asked probably like you. I mean, I saw you a picture of you with uh, Tom Holland on the set of uh, uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah, and I mean, th that's really cool. And I'm sure Tom flipped out that you were there. The you know, because they, the, the the Sean, our pal and and fellow Raphael, Sean Aston, when uh, he sent me a text when he was going to do his first episode of Stranger Things a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, got to Atlanta, and he said, "Oh my God, I get to the set, and." Lord of the Rings, blah, 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 Rudy. Everybody flipped out that I was Raphael in another iteration yep. of Ninja Turtles. So you and we all know how deeply these characters connect with each mm -hmm. other. And my, what I'm leading toward is you've probably had, I know how, you know, you're, you and, and your brother and people, you're a very good marketer and you work really well. Retro Replay is an unqualified success, rightfully so. And, but this is a relatively new territory for voice guys because we've never had the opportunity like you're giving me now mm -hmm. in my podcast, and you've been on several times of my podcast, we've never had the opportunity to explore and exploit fame. Um, it, it turns out that people are deeply connected to these characters. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've already talked about things that you and I never would have known, far beyond a paycheck, a rating point, an action figure. So um, I'd had really lovely, well-meaning fans for decades. I said, God, Mr. Paulson, you should write a book. I mean, you know, look at this, 20, you've been working for 35 years and still relevant and all that. And obviously, I would accept the very generous compliment and the spirit in which it was delivered. But I don't draw them and I don't write them. It's not like being Tom Holland. It's not like being, um, you know, Brad Pitt. We are integral, to be sure, to the process, but nothing happens without world-class animators, code writers, all the stuff that mocap technology, right? So I thought the last thing the world needed was another Hollywood celebrity memoir by a non-celebrity, and, and I mean that. I'm, I'm good at my job, but Christ, I ought to be. I've been doing it for decades. <laughs> but, um, but... Once, and also, I, I, I have 
really great. I mean, I've had a lovely life. Uh, my parents loved me. They loved my siblings. I was born into a wonderful family in the greatest country in the world. Uh, a sheer accident of birth put me in a position to go out and pursue my dreams just like you and millions of others. Shame on me if I didn't take advantage of the glorious opportunity that was given to me just because I popped out like this. So, no, you know, no trips to rehab yet. But I had no story to tell except for what a freaking ride I've had for 35, 40 years in Hollywood. Yeah, but I think that's refreshing. But, that's refreshing well, in this day and age. We all, uh, the memoirs, it's all the bad things that happened and how I got through this. It's like, yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes, you know, you know, nice guys finish first and, and they appreciate it. And they're, they're, you know, and they, you know, they have loving families and, and spouses and relationships and, right. and, and there's not, it's not full of all the drama that you want to see reported on TMZ. Correct. And my life hasn't, even though it's about sound, it has not been lived in a bunch of crazy sound bites. Mm -hmm. However, once I had cancer, once I got through it, I thought, you know what, now I've got a story to tell. Not so much, um, that I, I had cancer, sadly, as you know personally, and tragically, it's ubiquitous. Um, mm -hmm. But because of the type of cancer I had, and because uh, I've been lucky enough to work now for 40 years, I have at least two generations of people who share the joy of the shows that you and I have worked on um, with their children. And I have people 10 years older than I who love Pinky and the Brain because their kid turned them on to it in college, and now they're looking forward to the reboot to share it with their grandchildren. So now my story is important because I've had this really long career. I'm still working every day, but I survived the type of cancer that literally hit me in the breadbasket. Now because I have the ears and eyes of maybe millions, um, the book is important because at the very least, it is an affirmation of the power of joy in getting you through pretty much frickin' anything. And, um, again, the fact that we're great dear friends notwithstanding, every time I get a glorious opportunity like this, Nolan, you never know when someone's come up to you three or four years from now and say, man, I'll tell you what, Nolan, I was watching this episode of Retro Replay, and I had just been diagnosed with frickin' yeah. HPV-related throat cancer. Yep. And I had no idea that two of my favorite guys in the world, voice acting talents, Nolan North and Rob Paulson, you were talking to Rob, so he told me, you know, he's the head and spokesman for the Head and Neck Cancer Alliance. I went to the website, I got all the information, my doctor and I got it figured out, my wife was there to hold my hand, and holy shit, if I hadn't read that, I mean, there are no accidents, Nolan. Yeah. Thank you, but that is what makes the book important yeah you know well, I it's mean, just yeah and and, it's and, great. and just getting the, the word out and letting people know about it and and you know just 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 but, but it, as we joke about it sometimes it's like yeah so we just get to sit down and talk and, <laughs> and imagine people yeah. actually want to hear about it um i know uh steven spielberg and animaniacs i was always a fan and yeah. um I, I, I've seen recently, so what I want to do, I want, give me your take on this new, um, I, I don't even, it's, I wouldn't call it iterate, this new rebranding or, or this new 
resurgence, we'll call it. A resurgence yeah, of Animaniacs. Because I've seen yeah. people kind of going, that you know, social media, of course, which oh, sure. I, I, I'm not a fan of necessarily, but it is part yeah. of our culture. But it's like, some people are like kind of down on the whole idea that they're bringing it back. I'm one of those people going, what are you, well, and, and, and they're down on it before it even comes back. Oh, you know, so so, yeah. uh, what what's your take on like uh, what's your expectations? How are you feeling about this? Well, uh, firstly, you don't, don't ever bet against Mr. Spielberg, ever. Ever. Um, I uh, I have had this experience more than once. It happened, <laughs> interestingly enough, when I was working on Tiny Toon Adventures for Mr. Spielberg with the same crew. Tom mm -hmm. Ruger, uh, Frank was on that. Tress was on that. Charlie Adler, uh, Cree Summer, Joe Alasky's gone now, um, Don Messick gone now, but nonetheless, incredible group. Andre Romano directed it. Um, but when we've done a few years of that, and there's this new show coming around, coming along in 1992 called Animaniacs with, again, Mr. Spielberg. But I remember sitting on my computer at the very kind of early stages of chat rooms and stuff in this very home down the road from yours yep. um, in the shadow of your of your mansion My by the mansion. way folks you guys don't know this and he won't say it because he's just the kindest and most down to earth his house nolan's house Why we has this? its own area code no, it's it it's incredible yeah it does so it yeah but but, uh, but i don't own it the bank owns it i i rent matter. it from the bank you can see you own your house you can see three things in Agora from the space station. Frank Welker's talent, your home, and my freaking teeth. Okay, so... They are fantastic uh, teeth. Yeah, well, best that money can buy, hockey player. Um, anyway, so literally, when people found out who I was online, it was, you know, decades, obviously decades ago, oh my God, what's Steven Spielberg thinking? Why don't they just do more... Tiny Toon Adventures. We love that show. It's huge. Oh my God, the music is great. And uh, Stephen, please, for they say things like this, which is really, I mean, folks, we're living in a time that is so crazy, bizarre, upside down, bizarro world. Mm -hmm. When people say things about cartoons and they use the phrase, please, Stephen, for the love of God and all that is holy about a cartoon. You want to go, please, come on. You know, let's have mm -hmm. some, just please stop that. But they were saying things like that. Oh my God, my childhood is going to, Tiny Toon Adventures. Well, now, of course, Animaniacs became what it became. Um, and I, I, I think because we have a new uh, group of folks who are growing up, um, who, are, who were born, you know, when the last show, first show, came out, essentially, 20 years ago, maybe less, and they grew up with social media. They grew up with everybody's a critic. Right. They grew up with instantaneous fame, like, as I call it, the, uh, the um, American Idol effect, where people are plucked from obscurity, often really talented. But it's like that wonderful line that Peter O'Toole utters in my favorite year. I'm not an actor. I'm a movie star. Yeah. And it becomes more about fame than substance and career and the marathon. So you have people, 
and I mean this with all due respect, because I was a little precocious when I was young, but do things like saying, oh my God, what the F is Steven Spielberg thinking? And yeah. they're like 17. And that is not to disparage 17 year olds. It is to reinforce that, look who you're calling into question, young man or young woman, Steven Spielberg. Now, that that's plenty good enough for me. Yeah. So yeah, when I know, have, do you know what I think happens though with with teenagers? Because I have have a seventeen yeah. year old and 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 I teach my kids this is like you, you know they're both very smart and I meet yes. smart kids. There's teenagers smarter than me. I think my my oldest is twenty and he's he's smarter. But the mm -hmm. one thing kids don't have at that point is a different kind of intelligence from wisdom. You you know the, you can go to school and learn stuff. And then there's just something that you have to be on this planet long enough, uh, and which so it's wisdom. Um, you know they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to. They don't have it, and yeah. and that is not to be condescending. It it is not at all. I was in the same circumstance, and I know. I mean, I, I've had the pleasure of meeting one of your boys. I've had the pleasure of meeting your wife, and I know you very well. It, it you're a terrific parent. You are good parents. <laughs> that is the issue. It's not. It's not saying you don't have a right to say i don't think i'm gonna like it well okay but it really isn't that big a deal um if you it, what i love about free enterprise especially now with uh hulu on which animaniacs will be premiering on november 20th um but hulu netflix amazon apple we now have technology that was not around when we made animaniacs and many other shows for which you and i are known um and the, the fans of the show, young or old, older than I even, will be able to watch their favorite episode of Pinky and the Brain from 1998, stop the TV, switch over and go, brand new episode of Pinky and the Brain with a 25 year, one generation gap. And make your decision. If you don't like it, click. And that is entirely up to you. My point to the po folks who do exactly what you're talking about where they, as my sweet mother-in-law used to say, dig up snakes to kill them. They're looking for something on social media to get a rise. Yeah. So my point is, it's a big waste of time as far as I'm concerned. Nobody's going to stop making the show just because you're questioning whether or not it's a good idea. So you can do what you want, but just wait. Well, that's all Make well and good. Decision. So that's good. Who cares what they think? You tell that's me, right. what do you think? Are you excited well, about it? I mean, is it, uh, oh, is it great? Beyond. Any time, I mean, this is such a unique opportunity, Nolan. When, when you think about it, you and I, firstly, have beaten the odds because you're sitting in your home and I'm sitting in mine and everything that the audience sees, the stuff we're wearing, the stuff behind you, your cool Golden T video game, all that stuff is paid for by money we earned doing something we would do for free. My point is that uh, not only are we have we already beaten the odds because we're able to pay for shit doing this wonderful gig right. with the very people whom you mentioned. All those people you talked about in Animaniacs are mutually dear friends. We love yeah. each other. I've known Tress McNeil. The only people in the world I've known longer than Tress are my siblings now that my parents are gone. And <laughs> I've noticed right? she was a yep. I've noticed since she was a cocktail waitress at Charlie Brown's in the marina. And she is now the unqualified, most gifted, 
prodigious voice talent in the history of female Hollywood voice talents, period. Maybe she and Frank, I don't think there's anybody more prolific. Um, no, you're probably right. Right. So now we do Animaniacs. Everybody goes on to live their lives. We all won Emmys. We all made a nice living. Um, I'd worked with Steven Spielberg on half a dozen projects before. 25 years later, later uh, all this new technology goes by. Mr. Spielberg calls Sam Register, the head of Warner Brothers Animation, a few years ago and says, hey, man, I see what Rob Paulson and Randy Rogel and, you know, they're out doing Animaniacs in concert around the country. And, man, those guys can still kill it. And, you know, people love this show. Um, what do you think about doing this again? And, of course, we all said, sure. Yeah. Do you know that Mr. Spielberg, at 70-plus years old, went to every pitch, Apple, Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. He attended every pitch in person. He made it very clear at the beginning because he's a fan, he's a nerd. More importantly, he understands that the authenticity of the characters is what is important in this realm, not celebrity. He could call Liam Neeson to be Ralph the Guard, or he could have uh, Peter Dinklage and Russell Brand be uh, Pinky and the Brain, respectively, you know? But he said, here are the pictures of the four actors who are going to be Yakko, Wacko, and Dot and Pinky and the Brain. It's Rob Paulson, Jess Harnell, Tress McNeil, and, and um, Maurice LaMarche. Period. End of story. That's what's going to happen. Whoever buys this, these guys are in. Now, that is such a unique experience for any journeyman mm -hmm. actor, any of us. Then to have the technology by which I can, we can do what we discussed earlier. Watch this stuff in real time, and uh, uh, it's just mind-blowing. So then, we're working on it for a year and a half. It's getting ready to go. A couple of weeks ago, Hulu released about a two-minute trailer. Five days, it's got six million views. Yeah. Now, the overwhelming majority is, holy this is unbelievable. And it is. I, I had not seen it. it, had, it we dropped it when we did a, uh, a virtual thing for New York Comic Con a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, a like virtual a, what they, um, panel. Zoom panel, and yeah. The audience, yeah, they flipped out. So now if people go to just punch in Hulu Animaniacs trailer, and you'll see it between the two they've released. It's got some, just on just on YouTube, let alone IGN, all the other collectively on the three major sites. It's been released on. It's probably getting close to 10 million views in a month. Now, that's probably not Star Wars realm, but it's a pretty big goddamn deal. Yeah. And the overarching. Oh, check this out. Out of the blue, a fan sends me a th uh, um, Rotten Tomatoes did a thousand person um, sort of questionnaire. What are the 30 most anticipated shows of 2021? Broadcast television, new platforms, whatever. The only animated show and number four was Animaniacs. Really? Now, it was completely it, it was literally a thousand cross-referenced people 
you know, that Rotten Tomatoes went through via their website. And my God, we're ahead of Raised by Wolves and all these other wonderful shows that are just going to be mind-blowing. But this has nothing to do except that Rotten Tomatoes, a relatively well-known and respected, you know, yeah. critique place where people go and say, hey, honey, check this out. It got 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's watch it. Yep. We came in number four. It's crazy. That tells me a lot about the anticipation. Then when you couple that with the response of literally three and a half minutes of, of stuff that nobody's seen, including us, I think somebody once said, don't bet against Steven Spielberg. Yeah, well, the thing about it is, is the only way they could have screwed that up is if they tried to stunt cast it and they didn't have the original pinky of the brain. I mean, that's the exactly. only way you screw that up. And because what? then exactly. people are like, well, you've just ruined it. And and he's right. too and Spielberg's too smart to do anything like that um, because he gets it. And if you watch yeah. the eponymous, um, it's a really cool documentary. And I would suggest that your viewers watch it if you are interested in movies or the way they get made and all that. And certainly Steven Spielberg is arguably the king of Hollywood. Um, but it's this wonderful two and a half hour documentary simply titled Spielberg. Came out about three years yes, ago on seen HBO. It. Starts out with Steven saying, I really believe that all live action directors should direct um, animation uh, at the beginning of their careers or whenever, because it really literally does. Now, mind you, he said this a number of years ago before all this technology that we now have to create uh, three-dimensional dinosaurs mm -hmm. was available. But his point is well taken. It really does allow one to be utterly unselfconscious, utterly unfettered by reality, that you're only literally limited by your creative imagination and the money you have to do it. And um, the fact that he then comes back all these years later and says, oh, Rob, Tress, Mo, Mo, and Jess are all in, because he sees the way the audience reacts when all I do is say, hello, nurse, or Norf, or hey, God, Brian. He sees the audience lose their shit. Yeah. With 5,000 people in the audience at New York Comic Con. Yeah, kind of like it's not we about are kind now. Right. You do that and, stuff. I, and you see my point. So it's just, it's the greatest thing. Me personally, I don't know of too many actors who do what we do could lay claim to something that is unique, as unique as this experience, Nolan. Yeah. This yep. is unbelievable. And then when I circle back, from a personal perspective, all this is gonna help me do is raise my platform to help out with the cancer stuff. Because if somebody looks at me and says, wow, this guy went through throat cancer, he wasn't even sure if he could speak for a while, but he's right back at doing this again at this level with Steven and his buddies, he hasn't skipped a beat. That treatment is important. Yep. I can do this. That's I won the lottery, man. Yeah. I, I cannot tell you how, how grateful I am. Just constantly giving back. Yeah, well, but, well you know, but I got to say, you know, you know, sure, there's there's Yakko and there's Pinky, but you know my favorite. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Carl. <gasps> what we have is beautiful and you can't destroy it. All righty then. I, the other day Let's I... Let's bring I, back I Jimmy Neutron. Let's oh, you know what? Too. Hey, man, why not? Because 
we're in reboot mania and we have this lovely window of opportunity because all the cool thing about our gig, look, Frank, we love our Frank. Frank is 74. He's 10 years older than I am. He's better now than he was at 64. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, I know. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, have you seen Frank Welker? I said, uh, he's probably at one of his houses in, in some other state <laughs> yeah. with one of his planes, you know. Yeah, deciding which plane to fly today. And what golf course to play at. And, you know, and, I mean, and I think and, he works, I think I told somebody, I said, I believe he works Monday through, Monday afternoon through Wednesday noon. And yep. It, because he can, and he's just... Because he can, and and he's as, he's better than he ever was. Yeah, I worked with Mel Blanc twice, and the second time was probably six months before he died. He was 80-ish, and he was moving a little slow, but man... I sat next to him at Hanna-Barbera on a Jetsons project, and I mustered up the courage to say, Mr. Blank, if it's not too much trouble. And, of course, he knew exactly what I wanted. And he looked at me, and he said, Yeah, what's up, Doc? And, my God, it was just, I mean, it really put That's, me away. That just gave me chills. Oh, it's Jesus. Little stuff like that. It's, it's just like, oh. you know. Unbelievable. That's what, you so, know, wasn't he, the thing that, so I loved Looney Tunes. Oh, and I God, remember, yeah. I remember when I, Going back on, it was he. It was one guy who did like everything. Yeah. I mean, like it's like, well, wait, no, who? Well, who was? Who was Foghorn? He was like, no, it was him. Like, Mel. Yeah, but but Bugs and what? Bug, me, yep. but, but what about Speedy? It's like, no, it's all Mel did Mel. everything. And, everything. And, I mean, that's freakish. I mean, yeah, it is. It's unbelievable. And I'll tell you what, you want to if if you have um, folks out there who have. Uh, Sirius XM satellite radio, get a chance to listen to radio classics because it's, it's, it's stuff that inspired me when I was a kid um, because my parents had them on cassette tape. Um, but now, when you listen to all these great radio programs from the 30s, 40s, 50s, and even early 60s, Mel Blanc appears in a lot of them because he was on Jack Benny's show yeah and was very instrumental in jack benny's uh huge radio success in the 40s and 50s and man let me tell you when mel starts riffing and he was probably in his 30s and 40s holy shit just every time i think i'm getting good at my gig i listen to mel blank from 1945 or peter sellers from 1955 and i think yeah well you still got a long way to go um, but that's the glory of what we do is that we're we're only limited by our desire to keep doing it um but man no it's uh the the oh the cool thing about carl that was one of those instances where for whatever reason he's developed his own little fiefdom of celebrity yep uh, uh, people love that guy uh, so there's and memes apparently my my son my oh 17 my year old comes in and he goes dad have you ever seen this is carl weezer and i'm like it's my favorite character. That's that's my buddy. It's Rob Paulson. He goes, yeah. You know Carl Weezer, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He goes, can you do these things for my friends? I'm like, there's cameo for that. Go give Robbie some cash. Yeah. yeah. I think the one he's talking about is, excuse me, are you going to finish that croissant? Yeah. Now, I don't know what that's about. It was an episode. The the person I'm asking is Billy West, another one of our genius pals, mm -hmm. and that little. Are you going to finish that croissant? Has got, I don't know how many millions of different iterations and clips and cut up and all that. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. That's it. So, 
That's the one. He I came up to me, and I'm just like, what is it? He goes, I don't know. He says it's the greatest, and I'm going, like, I, I, I'm going to. It's you, nuts. Yeah. And I love that guy. Um, I wrote a, uh, some lyrics to uh, Spooky for Halloween the other day um, and put it on TikTok because uh, people love Carl on TikTok. He's got like 115 million views of different versions of Carl. So I wrote, because, um, you know, in the, in the show, he had a big crush on Jimmy's mom. Oh, yeah. So he goes, uh, in the cool of the evening when I'm thinking about my crush on Jimmy's mom. I text her from my phone and say, hey, Judy, would you like to pet a llama? She says, I can't, Carl, please, because I've got cookies to bake. And I say, please, Mrs. Neutron, I fear my heart you'll break. And Bob is kind of crazy with a spooky older girl like you. <laughs> and so it got all kinds of views. And people love Carl. And that's one of those instances, not unlike Nathan Drake, when it, the visual works perfectly with the actor works perfectly with the dialogue yeah. and it becomes seamless. Oh, no, Carl, it, yeah, he's I, something I, else. I, I love that guy. And, and that is a direct result of the animators talking to me once we started a role and they would start hearing me um, riff a little bit and they would say, could you do more of this or try less of yeah. that? And they, and, and man, when it works, animation is absolutely freaking magical. Yeah. And, and, well, and they, so you're saying example. they, they kind of dialed it in with you. Totally. To exactly how I, that goes. I had nothing to do with that. They, they were in Dallas, a company called DNA Productions, and they called me and said, hey, we really dig Carl. And I said, oh, my God. I, he's, I love doing that character. Could you do a little more of this? Because we know we've got some great things that we can riff with on our computers. And... Oh my God! If I would say, "Oh my scapula," they would, they would do these little shuddery things that worked. So the visual was brilliant, but only because the animators took the time to ask me to mess with them. Yeah. To, but, to play with them. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it makes it a seamless character. Oh, collaboration. I like love that. that. Yeah, it's just and, and the <sighs> proof is in the pudding. That show's 18 years old. The new episode hasn't been made in a decade and a half, but. Man, if well, I start ripping his Carl, people start doing what you're doing right now. It's fabulous. It's my favorite. It's absolutely <laughs> my funny. favorite. Um, <laughs> that still makes me giggle. Uh, well, well, uh, listen, I'm not going to keep you, uh, kept you forever. Um, thank you. I, 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 the one thing, now, I wanted to hit one thing on Animaniacs that, Animaniacs that I thought was interesting. Um, you guys had like a full orchestra. For every episode 35 pieces every half hour thank you Stephen. i mean that's unbelievable and made it famous is. by that uh i, I want to ask you that famous you sang the world song is that is it true now i know you'll be honest with me that was your first take yes yeah we did it in one take but we did two the one you guys and drew and everybody and your boys uh, grew up listening to um was the first take and that sounds more impressive than it is. And this is not false modesty. Um, like we said, I'm good at my job. But uh, the backstory to that song is what's really remarkable. 
It was written by um, my dear friend, I'm working with him tomorrow on another song, uh, Randy Rogel. Uh, check this out. He is the single most overachieving human I've ever had the privilege to know. Um, that was the first song he wrote for Animaniacs. Um, but check this out. He's a West Point grad. Then he went to Boston University for some other crazy degree. After serving the country as a, a lieutenant, um, finally retiring as a captain, goes into corporate America working, I think, for Procter & Gamble in the Northwest, making a nice six-figure income, 28 years old, 30 years old, living life. But his background, writing, dance, musical comedy, look up Randy Rogel, make him laugh on YouTube. He does the Donald O'Connor part as well as Donald O'Connor, you know, where he dances with the doll and, flip, and flips over this. Yep. Mind-blowing. Okay. He's also a writer. So he finally says, I, you know what? I, this corporate America isn't for me. I'm going to make my way down to L.A. Bangs on doors for a year, year and a half. Finally gets hired as a writer on Batman, the animated series, for which he wins an Emmy. Then, a year later, on the payroll, doing well, he hears about this new show, Animaniacs, with Mr. Spielberg, Tom Ruger, the folks who created Tiny Toons, which had a lot of music. Yeah. So Randy yeah. literally walks across the hall. Yeah, I'm over here, but I, my background is music. I've got a lot of really great songs. Yeah, no, 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 dude, you just won an Emmy. They gave you a bump. You're making a great living in Hollywood as a writer. You're just starting out. You're writing on Batman, which, by the way, arguably is one of the preeminent versions of that show. My son at 36, if he had to watch Batman the rest of his life, as much as he loves that franchise, it would be Kevin Conroy as Batman and Mark Hamill as the Joker from the yep. animated version. And millions of kids are like that. So they say, no, 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 just do what you do. Finally, Tom Ruger, God bless him, says, all right, you're nothing if not persistent. Have you got a song? Randy says, I do. I've got a song um, that I wrote, and I think it will work. That song was in his back pocket. That's what he had to use as his audition piece, Nolan. And oh, my God. So, right? Nobody knew him. That's the kind of stuff I love to tell people, because you don't know when you come to L.A., and you should have a certain amount of confidence but also humility, maybe a little bit of fear. That's healthy mm -hmm. because you never know the person that you might meet in your acting class is so, so much better than you. Not to freak you out, but to learn. This guy, after being a West Point grad and making a, a pile of money and winning an Emmy, says, oh, here's something. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. So cut to... I get the job. I'm Yakko. The first song he wrote is the one was audition pieces, Yakko's World. I'm sitting next to my wife in bed one night, 25 years ago, with my headphones on and going. Nah, 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 nah. I said, "You check this out." And I read music, and so I sang it for her. And she said, "Is that like most of the countries?" I said, "Well, it's pretty damn close, and they're rhymed, and this is nuts." So. The, I'm good at my job. Okay. <laughs> but, dude, we live in L.A. You can throw a dart 
and yep. get a good singer. Yep. What you can't do is throw a dart and hit somebody that can write that stuff. So Randy wrote that. He wrote, it's a great big universe and we're all really puny. We're just tiny little specks about the size of Mickey Rooney. You might think that you're essential. Try inconsequential. It's a big universe and you're not. Or the states and the capitals. Cheyenne is in Wyoming and perhaps you make your home in Salt Lake City out in Utah where the buffalo roam. Over yeah. and over and over again. He wrote a song for Dot, I'm cute. I'm cute, let's see, I'm sweet and I'm cuddly, I'm small just like Dudley, but more, it's a chore to be constantly cute and attractive to boot. Shut the front door. Yeah. And he's doing that at a higher level now, 25 years later. Wow. That's pure, unadulterated genius. I'm good. And I'm better than yeah. good now. I'm an expert. So are you. We've put in our 10,000 hours. But there's this, then there's this. And that's where Randy lives. More, moreover, when you talk to Randy, you'd never know it. He's not about anything but authenticity, kindness, joy, and the willingness to spread it for the good of the show, to make it better. So when I went in to record that song, I'd rehearsed it for a week. I had the music in front of me. I was ready to go. And it fits together. Oh my God, it's yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, it's seamless. Oh so yeah, I did it. The first take is what they kept, but the real story is the song. And what I'll sing for you is Randy came to my rescue because obviously the world has changed a bit. So Randy, because he had an extra seven minutes on a Tuesday, <laughs> sent me this months ago. Check this out. He wrote a new stanza to Yakko's world, which by the way, that two and a half minute cartoon directed by the late great Rusty Mills is just Yakko. No dialogue except for the music and I mean the lyrics, but you could argue that that is a seminal piece of American animated art. That yeah. two and a half minute cartoon is mind blowing. It's simple, it's clever, it's uh, unique, beautifully directed, it's, it starts and ends in a very clever, wonderful way, and that's it. It's really good. So here's what Randy wrote to update it. <clears throat> update Wacko's world, okay. Update Wacko's, yeah. Because he said, Rob, you know, the world has changed, and people would say, kiddingly, you know, Mr. Paulson, um, that's a great song and all, but there are countries and that's smack you. So Randy said, no, they're, they're right. So here's what he wrote, out of the blue, without asking, sent it to me in an MP3 and said, you should learn this. And so when you go to your, you know, doing your stuff with Nolan North or your live events after COVID con, um, hit him with this. Check this out. <clears throat> Montenegro and Bosnia, Herzegovina, the Soviet Union is gone. South Africa, Georgia, Moldova, Latvia, Belarus, Azerbaijan, Uzbekistan, hey, Kazakhstan, hey. Then there's Tajikistan too. Hey, hey, Turkmenistan. Hey, Kurdistan. Armenia, Tonga, Palu, Lithuania, Serbia, Kosovo, U.S. Samoa, the Balkans, Brunei, Macau, and Crimea. Then Eritrea, Ukraine, and Estonia. Here's Macedonia, New Caledonia, Eastern Slavonia, Ivory Coast, and Cape Verde, Andorra, the Solomon Islands, Dubai. Goodbye. How about that? Isn't that great? I got no words. Wow. I got no words. And for Randy, 
It's like falling off a log. Yeah, well, what you just did is is the off the log do. I understand well, that's geniusly written, but the fact that you just like okay, <clears throat> I don't know how you yeah. see. Well, but but remember yeah, how you said look, there's always someone better. You're like, yep, there's always going to be someone better than me. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I'm like, isn't, well, shit. Isn't that great though that the that that the good news for any creative person, and I love telling young folks this because. It really is about the marathon. If you really are lucky enough, there are like three stages of luck or passion, as far as I can tell now as an older person, that if you're fortunate enough to find something about which you're passionate, baseball, hockey, bowling, working on cars, sound, I don't care what it is. If you find something that really floats your boat, where you can wake up every day and I can't wait to get to the bowling alley. I can't wait to work on my Jeep. Whatever it is, you're pretty lucky. Then, if you find something that you're really passionate about, but damn, you can really bring the high heat. You can really, you can make the ball move up and down. Yeah. You're good at it. Wow. You're passionate about baseball and you can make the ball move around. Wow. You've, you've really, then, if you say, God, I just love creating character voices. I mean, I do it just because it makes my soul happy. Now all of a sudden I'm 25, 30 years old and I'm getting the chance to do it. These people found out you can sing. Holy smoke. Luck, opportunity, I'm sorry, opportunity, preparation, luck. Okay, so you're, you love it, you're good at it, and then people are paying you to do it. Dude. We've won the lottery. Yeah, you've won. Right. But the, but the glorious news is it, it doesn't go away until you want it to. I have the same Jones as you to create at 50 and 64 that I did at 10. I mm. promise, I swear to Christ, it is no different. And Randy's the same way. It's a joy. It's an absolute, authentic, grateful joy that is art for the sake of the art. I've been rich and I've been poor, rich is way better, but I don't start out looking at the dough because it's about the joy of creating that gets me there. Well, see, and you, you just, know what, it's not unusual. Yeah, you said that's something interesting. A lot of people you said it's joy of creating. It's, you know, that's, that's the action verb. And this is something that I tell people, don't ever look at success as a, a destination. It's, no. it's the, it's the, it's the journey. It's like just the yes. process. I mean, I was broke, but I was auditioning at these studios and I'm like, oh my God, I'm from a little place. And I'm like, I would call my friends. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm on the set of friends. They're like, you, you, you got the show. I'm like, no, I auditioned. I didn't get it, but I'm here. Now I'm going to go to my job, slung in some beer, but it didn't matter. It was just, you know, just that, that, um, you, you can't manufacture that. It's not fake. You cannot, no. Uh, and if you, you do cannot. fake, it's it's kind of like saying, uh, like you know, you, when you when a when you uh, you know you break up with a with a girlfriend or boyfriend, I guess you know, it's just kind of be like, it's like I'm over her, and you're really not. You can say you're over her as much as you want until you really are, because you don't have to think about it. it. It's it's not like you're trying to convince yourself, like yes, I'm enjoying the journey. I don't know how I'm paying right. rent. Is like. I remember when I was like, I, there was a time where I, I don't know if I'm going to turn around. I'm like, well, I guess I have to sleep in the car again, you know, because right. I had done it. It was one of, so, you know, and, and oh, you so and I are it was cut just one of those precisely things. Precisely the same cloth. 
one of the reasons I love you so much, uh, you're talented. So what? We live in Hollywood for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of talented people. You no, know, but the people who do what we do, and you are the poster child. You know, you're, you, you're, 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 <laughs> oh, delightful, stop. Super talented, stop. grateful, and all of that other stuff. But people, your success in terms of your talent is no surprise. But you further this vibe that we all embrace uh, 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 about this this gratefulness, this gratitude. Um, and every time, just like you, I was doing the same thing. I'd call my parents and say, check this out. I didn't have a you know a camera on my phone, so I'd have like a little instamatic, and I'd be, look where I'm pulling into. I'd stop, and I'd be the gate at Paramount. And, yeah. And, the, you know, I'd get the picture printed and sent it in the mail, and they go, oh, my God, Rob, we got your picture of you at Paramount. And... <laughs> That was the Jones. It is about about digging the ride, about digging the you know the the hustle, and um, I'm still that way. And when I was broke, and the times that I you know get three four callbacks for a network pilot, and my agent would say, "Dude, keep doing the same thing, man. They love you. Just go back there and there and kill it." I'd get home and I'd thinking, "Oh my God, I'm ready, I'm ready. Hi, yeah, it's uh, it's. Jim, how'd it go? Well, great, but you know, they kind of figured you were doing the same thing over and over. Well, that's what you told me to do. Yeah, but listen, you'll get the next one, click. Yeah. So I take about 30 seconds, be angry, pissed off, feel bad for myself, and then that little devil or angel, whichever, depending upon your, the, the time of day, would tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, genius. Whoever shoved the gun in your mouth to be an actor? Yeah. Your parents? I don't think so. Anybody else? Who made you come here? Yeah, exactly. So whose dream are you living? Yeah. The one thing so that I, I would add to that, the one thing I add to that is like, um, and, and Gordon Hunt, bless his soul, oh. he used to, he wrote a great book, and he used to say the most important thing you can do is look set something up after an audition. Like you're going yes. to a movie, you're gonna go meet friends. Have something to look forward to, so you don't stew yes. over it. You got to get over that, cause, cause, and the one thing I tell people, like, you know, why did I get Nathan Drake? Why did that change my life? What, what, what? Well, why not? I guess. But the other reason is I was the right fit, yeah. and and I had that opportunity to, uh, you know, be part of the auditioning process for the other actors, and it was one of those points where I'd sit there and go, wow, everybody who just came in was really good. But yeah. is everybody, and then everyone would look, but, but clearly it's this person. And everyone would be like, yep. And I can't tell you why. It was just, everyone was great. She was just more right. Not even necessarily better. You could look at someone's resume and go, that's probably the better actor when you look at the resume, but who cares? That's the right fit. That's right. Uh, you know, totally. it, it, and, and that's just the way it is. And I think... That's, you know, that's why I've never taken it personally when I don't get something. Never. I try to get over it. There, there, I mean, we could go on for, it's a longer conversation, but there's been times where you're like, oh, but that one, if I oh, had yeah. gotten that one. And I remember, and, and you know, every time it's been that one, that pilot, TV pilot or something will go and it never got picked up. Mm -hmm. And I, I look that. there and I just go, I was right. I was the right one, and they, they've made the shows. Because if, <laughs> yeah. if I had done it, it clearly would have go. gone. Sure.
Rob Paulson, you're a gem. You're a treasure. Thanks, you're you're uh, my hero, my mentor. Uh, I love you. I I will. Uh, I want to see the new car. You can yes, bring sir. it by. Um, do you have the code for all the gates to get into my compound? Well, I have I have the code for the 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 gate that's actually made out of 24 karat gold, which is. Oh, uh, we had Larry no, we had that bronzed. Oh, good. Okay. See, that's how classy you are. You have your gold gate bronzed. You know, I, what a. That's I how classy I am. How you know how classy this is? The kind of guy who steps out of the shower to pee. That's class. Nice, nice. You're talking, baby. If if he. No, man. Listen, this is always really a pleasure. I just love you, pal, and thank love you, you very too. much. And Drew, thank you, buddy. Nice you're hearing all, you. All the <laughs> all the replayers love you. Appreciate you, guys. Animaniacs, November twentieth. Uh, don't miss it. Uh, I know I, I won't. Uh, pick up Rob's book uh, because it's it, it, the it's inspirational. And uh, I'm going to come by. I want, I want mine signed. You got it, buddy. And, and thank you very much. And um, uh, your folks can find me at uh, at Yakko Pinky on Oh, on, they, um, they know Twitter. where to find you. Oh, thank you. We'll put all thank those up. Thank they you. know where In to find you. In the meantime, um, um, I just want to tell you, keep a cool tool, a firm worm, and don't let your meat loaf. <laughs> that's, my, that's my funny comedy joke. I can't promise that at my age, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Carl, but uh, I'll do my damnedest. I'm on the switch. Firm All right. worm. Oh, my God, I can do it badly. So, All right. That was great, pal. I love you, man. Love you, too, pal. Thank you so Thanks, much. Buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, right. one and only Rob Paulson. Thanks, buddy. Take good care, brother. You too, bud. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. He's a genius. He's a, he's a freaking genius. Welcome, everybody. It's time for Retro Feud. As always, I have the lovely Pagan assisting me. Hello. Uh, and today's contestants, well, they're... I mean, they're no strangers to the replayers. These are these are longtime members, longtime replayers, founding 500. Clearly, probably founding five. I don't remember, but they're they're pretty high up on the <laughs> food that, chain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you were members before I was, which is good. Uh, it's Cassie Bear and uh, Josie. Let's say it right. It's a Y, but it's Josie. You got it. You got it. Josie and the Posecas. Very nice. It's very, very beautiful. Um, so I can see the questions. Uh, it's time to play the feud. Here's how we're going to do it. Uh, first of all, we're going to see who goes first. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a number between 1 and 20. You're going to pick, and whoever wins, whoever's closest, gets to choose if they want to take the first five questions or go second. So I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 20. Cassie. 16. Josie. Damn it, she took my number. Uh, I'll go with 10. The number was seven. Josie, you get to pick. Do, would you like to go first for the first five questions, or would you like to go second after you see and know what Kessie's done? <laughs> I'll go second. Okay, Kessie, are you ready? Hi. Okay, no. we will put, uh, we are under a very strict time limit. We're going to throw 17 minutes. I don't know. Oh, no. Appreciate more brevity. Take your time. Here's the first question. When you get out of bed at night, name something you would be likely to unexpectedly trip over. A cat. Number two, name an Australian guest that has been on Retro Replay. 
Lee McIntyre. <laughs> Name a word or phrase that begins with the word hot. Soup. <laughs> Especially around here. It's hot, it's hot. It is. and it's probably too thick. Uh, name something that only happens once every few years. Uh, can I pass? You don't want to. There's Drew no time being let out of the cage? Drew out of the cage. Hey, you know what? We're going to take that. We'll take that. Uh, number five, name something you might what? bring on a date. Drew. No, no, no. No, not Drew. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Take your time. Name something you might bring on a date. If you don't want... If I said name something you don't want to bring on a date. Um, I mean, not... not your unless, par- unless Drew's your parents. Your, name. your parents. Your parents. <laughs> That's a phenomenal answer. That's five questions. Fantastic. Um, let's go back. Let's take a look. Cassie, how you did. When you get out of bed at night, name something you would likely be unexpectedly trip over. Uh, you said cat. Uh, number one answer was shoes, but yes. Number three, 34 points right off the gate. This number two answer. Number three answer, of course, Richard McGonagall. Uh, oh. <laughs> that was the number three answer. Your next question, name an Australian guest that has been on Retro Replay. Uh, number one answer, Claudia Black. Fantastic. Oh, crap, yeah. Followed oh, by yeah. Alana Pierce. Oh, and But no. number three answered for 22 points, Liam McIntyre, the hunky Australian. Hunky from <laughs> down under. He's hunk under. Nah. <laughs> hunk under. Nah. Hunk under. Nah. Name a word or phrase that begins with the word hot. Number one answer, hot dog. It's the hot potatoes. Number three, hot, hot cake. <laughs> who, who took the survey? I'm going to tell you something. I think hot cake is as odd as hot soup. So I'm going to give you the 16 Thank points you. for the Next hot cake. Because what goes better with cake than soup? Hot cake. Name something that happens once every few years. You wanted to pass. Uh, we could have taken. Oh, I can't a, answer that one. I, um, what was your answer? You drew out of his cage. Oh, drew it. out of his cage. Um, well, you know what? Um, we would say eclipse, uh, elections, <laughs> leap years, Olympics. There's a plethora of good answers, but you gave us Drew's out of his cage. You know what? But the, the five people actually said Drew sheds his skin. Really? He does have to oh. come out of his cage for that. Five points. Five points to Cassie. Love it. Nice. He sheds his skin and grows it back like almost immediately. It is disturbing. Uh, finally, name something you might bring on a date. You again oh, said bring. Drew. Oh, bring! I thought not bring. Oh, oh, you thought it was not bring? Yeah, not bring. That's why I said parents. Name something you might bring on a date. You said parents, and I was like, wow. <laughs> okay, I tell you what. I'm gonna give you a shot, just quickly. Name something you would bring. The money, money, money. Money. Fine. Eighteen points. <laughs> Cassie's always a good time. Quick, sing something. You have a beautiful singing voice. Every- what? <laughs> what, what does yeah. Cassie have? Cassie has 95 points. 95 <laughs> points. It's a solid outing. Josie, are you ready? You have to beat nine. You have five questions to beat 95 points. It's doable. Ready, it's doable. Let's do it. As long as, as, long as like parents, it's not one of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Which I haven't even looked at the question, so it might be. So I shouldn't say that. Anyway, here we go. 
60 minutes on the clock, whatever it takes. <laughs> this, this first question, really? This is, okay. This is a real question. So name something you might beat, B-E-A-T, something you might beat. A punching bag. Name a made up character slash persona from like a character done on retro replay. Seamus the Knight. Name someone you might call if you were in trouble. My mother. Your parents. Yes, I can't believe after all this, there's actually a question. And I just said, don't say parents. And the, it, by the way, it's the number one answer. We're not even done with this, but you got the best one. My God, I'm not good at this. Here we go. Apart from Drew, what else might you find in a cage? In a cage? A uh, hamster. Name something people do in their sleep. Talk. Okay, talk. Okay, okay. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, hey, that's the end of the round. Woo, just in time. You got that one under the buzzer. Uh, beautifully done. Uh, looking to beat 95 points. Name something you beat. You said a bag. Um, I'm going to look like that's like in a, the bag is for, oh, so number one answer was a rug. Number two was eggs. Number three was an opponent. Could the bag be the training for the opponent? I kind of like that. I kind of think so. I said punching bag. Punching bag. Oh, you <laughs> know what? Oh, no, 10. A game. It could be like a, a game. A, 10 points to Jossie. Starts off with 10. Here we go. We're, we're rocking it up. Um... <laughs> Name a made-up character or persona from Retro Replay. You said Seamus. I can't believe this. Nobody said Seamus. Number one, <gasps> number one, Uncle Sal. Uh, number two, Phil Kensington, oh. Uncle Noli. A lot of uncles. Uh, Frank and Edith, Anus and Anus, and Nip and Tuck. Nobody said Seamus. Uh, that's that's. Oh you know what? God. I'm giving. I'm You know what? I'm giving. I'm giving. Uh, 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 straight. I'm giving three points for that because I, I'd say Seamus. He's up there. Three points up there. Yeah, Seamus and that. Oh well, you know what? Oh no, I get it. I get it. No, no three points. I'm taking this back because okay. it's not a character. It's a it's a character from one of the games. No, no, it's a zero. No, no, technically his name is Arthur. His name's Arthur. Uh -huh. That's right, but Arthur's uh -huh. not on there either. So. Okay. I tried. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Cassie, <laughs> don't help her. You, she, I think she's got this one. Name someone you're calling your trouble. Parents, number one answer, 35 points right there. Bang. Okay. Uh, apart from Drew, what else might you find in a cage? Uh, number one answer, dangerous animal. Uh, but that would be Drew, so I don't get that. Uh, number two answer, though, hamster for 23 points. 23 points. Uh, bring us up to a total of, uh, how, how many points we have here? 68. 68. So, mm -hmm. name something people do in their sleep. <laughs> number one answer is snore. But the number two answer for 35 points, talk. Mm -hmm. Talk. 35 points, which gives her a total of... 103. Yes, he's the big winner! Nice. Yes. yes, she's done it. She's done Great it. She job. came from behind. Even with the goose egg, she was able to pull it out. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, this this was a tight one. I'm going to tell you. Uh, once again, Drew, shedding skin, molting. Mm -hmm. um, My secrets are out. You know what's terrible? is like I'm looking over off screen at Drew, and I got to tell you, 
Fresh haircut? Happening. Fresh hair? No, fresh haircut. <laughs> back from a, a little bit of a, a, a little time off, a little uh, good weather, and the guy looks solid. I'm going to tell you something. He looks, he looks better than I feel. If that means anything. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you looking at Paul? Here's uh, the other guy. Paul's the always a guy. stud. Paul's always. A, you know what? Yeah, there's so true. much hair to my right oh. off screen. <laughs> Wow. It's like a pile of hair that so talks when do to I, me when and tells I me what to do. Is it like when cutting it? my free car? What? Jossie, you're the big winner. You win absolutely nothing because uh, we have nothing. <laughs> but you win my, my love and adoration. Uh, Cassie, you already had that. So, you know, just share some of that. Ooh. Love the Get Good shirt. Thank uh, you. Way to support uh, Boys Down Under. Cassie, Josie, thank you so much for joining us. Here on Retro Feud, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, thanks for being members and and uh, you know playing silly games with us and just having some Always fun. fun. You look lovely. Love you all. And parents, parents, parents. Yeah. yeah. Take care, guys. Thanks so much. That's it, guys. Retro Feud, another rousing edition. Thanks, everybody. Of the feud. All right, guys. It's time for our photos on the bar this week. Up first, Alfie Rivera. Doing the face that, you know, only a mother and Uncle Noli could love. Uh, Alfie Rivera there. And then next is Gisela D. Gisela D. Um, I'm hoping it's a costume party. And finally, Red Lobertin. Red Lobertin. Brett C. And he's got the Uncharted uh, Funko Pop. There they are. Our photos on the bar. Next up, the member shout-outs. First up, Get Good Level. Connor Lagan. Or Lagan, Connor Lagan, Connor Lagan, Anna Peterson, and Jeremiah Gonzalez, oh, and Luis Reza. Luis Reza. I know you, Luis. Uh, at the Drew's Soup level, Ernest Shrink is up there this week. And finally, at the Altered Beast level, Alter Beast level, the second shift, Eric B. Dem Nuts Gaming. Jordan P. Uh, Dr. Chiz. Sounds dirty. Could be dirty. Probably not dirty. And of course, Luis Reza. Luis Reza. Luis Reza is in the Get Good level and the Altered Beast level. Luis, you know if you're an Altered Beast, you get everything and get good. You know what? You do you. We love you for it. That's probably a typo in one of those. Guess what? We don't care. That. He's Luis. I love Luis. He's whatever he wants to be. That is the member shout-outs for this week, and this is your shout-out. I got you, Paul. Ah! And there you go. That's our show. Thank you to Rob Paulson uh, for being such a great guest. Thank you to Luis for being a member twice. <laughs> we love you, buddy. And thank you to all of you uh, who make this possible. Thanks. We appreciate it. And we will see you next week on Retro Replay. Oh, that was like a professional outro. I like that. It'll never happen again. Yeah. See you next week. Probably not. Retro Replay stars Nolan North and was created by PJ Harzmer, Drew Lewis, and Nolan North. This episode was edited by me, Stephanie Judge, and mixed by Paul Bach. This show is listener-supported, so if you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, or join our community as a member on YouTube. 
you can choose from one of four tiers to support on a monthly basis. If you're currently a member, thank you for supporting and keeping this channel going. This show is brought to you by Red Bear Films and Retro Replay. I'm Stephanie Judge. Stick around for another episode, or we'll see you next week.